Welcome and thank you for visiting us for today's message by Dr. R.L. Davis. For more information regarding our ministry, please stay tuned until after the following message. Joshua chapter 1, we're going to start in verse 1. If you're there, say amen. All right. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant is dead. Now therefore arise and go over Jordan. Thou and all this people unto the land which I give, do give unto them, even the children of Israel. Every place the sole of your foot shall tread upon that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. From the wilderness of this Lebanon unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and into the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. So he says, be strong and good courage. Turn to somebody and say, be strong and good courage. courage. Amen. God said he'd never leave us nor forsake us, didn't he? Same, Same thing. He said, only be strong and very courageous. The next, well, let me back up to six. Be strong and of good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide an inheritance to the land, which I swear unto the fathers to give them. Then verse seven says, only be thou strong and very courageous. I mean, radical. That thou must observe it all according to the law, or we can say the word, which Moses and my servant commanded thee, turn not from it to the right hand and to the left, that thou mayest prosper wheresoever thou goest. How many wants to prosper? Well, the word uh, is top priority in our lives. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. So we're supposed to be talking the word, everybody. Amen. But thou shalt meditate therein day and night. Amen. Think in the word. Let it work in our minds. That thou mayest observe thee all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make your way prosperous. Everybody say then. It's conditional. Then, let me back up and go slow. Let the book of this law, let it not depart out of your mouth. But thou shalt meditate day and night that you may observe do all according to that is written therein. For then you shall make your way prosperous. Who's going to make their way prosperous? You. You shall make your way prosperous. Amen. And then you shall have good success. Well, praise God. That is the promise of the Lord. Then in verse 9, have I not commanded thee, be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid. 
A Christian should fear nothing. Neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee wheresoever thou goest. Let's stand up and give God a praise. What are you saying? Is he worthy? Is it true? Yes. Glory to God. Now you can be seated. I want you to go back to the last chapter of Deuteronomy now. now this is a strange little message, so everybody say it's strange tonight. It's a strange little message, and it's just the Word. It's just going to be the Word. But fear not, be of good courage, because we don't start till 6.30. Hallelujah. <laughs> that means the seers are early. Shout amen, somebody. Praise God. <laughs> Now, actually, we're starting at 6. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, let's go to Deuteronomy 34. Now, this really doesn't have any main point to it at all. It's just uh, a swim around in the Word tonight, and God will do what He wants with our hearts, okay? Deuteronomy 34 and verse 4, And the Lord said to him, this is the land which I swear unto Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, saying, I will give it to thy seed, and I have caused thee to see it with thine eyes. Thou shalt not go over thither. He was talking to Moses. And the reason Moses was not allowed to go into the promised land is because he smote the rock twice. Moses was commanded to smote the rock one time with the rod, and water came out and fed three million people, or watered three million people. But he, he lost his temper, and he said, shall I, shall I bring water out of this rock for you rebels? And he smote the water again, and he disobeyed God. It cost him. He still made it, you know, to heaven, we could say. But it cost him in that God would not allow Moses to go into the promised land, but he would allow, allow Moses to see it. The Lord commanded Moses to speak to the rock which represented Christ. And so Christ was to be smitten once on the cross, and now we can speak to him and have a living water. Can I have an amen? amen? But then, so Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in the land of Moab, according to the word of the Lord. And he buried him. God buried Moses. I said God buried Moses. Now, that, that's beyond my comprehension, but that's what happened. It should be a capital in that pronoun. And he buried him in the valley of the land of Moab over against Bethapor. But no man knoweth unto his sepulcher unto this day. You see, if the children of Israel could have found the body of Moses, they would have carried him around the wilderness for 40 years, kind of like they did the Pope back a few years back on the little cart, you know. And finally, he got stiff like that and was carrying him around like this, you know, and it's just ridiculous, but they wanted to carry the body of Moses. So God buried the body of Moses and hid it. All right. Everybody say Moses died. All right, but not really. When we go to Matthew chapter 17 tonight, praise the Lord. Matthew 17, let's start in verse 1. Thank you, Lord. So I'm just going to bring a few nuggets to our mind as the Holy Spirit brings it to my mind, all right? After six days, now one day is a thousand years, a thousand years is a day with the eyes of the Lord, right? 
So we could say after 6,000 years, amen, there's going to be a transfiguration. Ding, ding. 4,000 years from Adam to Christ, 2,000 years or thereabouts from Christ to us. So we must be on the verge of the great transfiguration to come. This is a type of that. Everybody say a type. Now this is a literal thing that actually happened. We have it in the Word of God and we'll go on. And after six days, Jesus takes Peter, James, and John. Now I've often wondered, why didn't the rest of them get to go? They didn't have the heart for it. Even though they were apostles, but they were ones called out of the apostolic ministry to go with Peter, to go with Jesus. They got to see all the good stuff, and the others, oh, you stay here. I want to see the good stuff. How about you? Anyway, that's the way that it was. And he brings Peter and James and John, his brother, and brings them up to the high mountain apart. And was, you know, there's going to be a time we're going to be apart. We're going to be out of here. That's apart. And was transfigured before them, and his face did shine as the sun, and his raiment was white as the light. Jesus was transfigured before their eyes, and they got a glimpse of who he really was. Who he really was. So actually, his humanity clothed the deity. And behold, there appeared to them Moses. Wait a minute, I thought Moses died. There appeared to him Moses and Elijah talking with him. Then answered Peter and said to Jesus, let me back up. There are those that teach that that uh, Moses couldn't have showed up because he was in a glorified body. I don't know any such thing. Amen. There's a spirit body. And if you don't believe me, you go to the book of Revelation. Those souls wear clothes. And so I'm going to teach it until the Lord shows me otherwise, that Elijah showed up in the flesh and Moses showed up in the spirit body. Amen. Anyway, The fact is, Moses showed up, however you want to look at it, and he wasn't dead. Then answered Peter and said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. And if you will, we shall make three tabernacles, one for thee and one for Moses and one for Elijah. While he had spake, now this is kind of funny because God ignored that statement. There's nothing worse to say something in, in, the, in the, the presence of God Almighty and he'd not even acknowledge you. That, that's, <laughs> I don't know what we would have done. So while he had spoken, verse 5, a bright cloud overshadowed them and a voice out of the cloud said, now the cloud was his kind of glory, which we could say it was the Holy Spirit manifestation. This is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. Now, who said that? The Father God. Everybody say the Father God. So the Trinity shows up on the mountain. And when the disciples heard it, they fell on their face, I guess, and were sore afraid. And Jesus came and touched them and said, Arise and be not afraid. Just what he told Joshua. Don't be afraid. Be courageous. 
And when they lifted up their eyes, they saw no man save Jesus only. And then we got the, the church that, that calls themselves United Pentecostals or Jesus only. And there's no such thing as Jesus only. It's the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Jesus is not the Father or the Spirit. Jesus didn't sacrifice himself to himself. He didn't send himself back on the day of Pentecost. He didn't pray to himself. So I reject it all. I don't care how shamefaced they are. It doesn't matter. I'm in a real good mood today. Praise the Lord. When they lifted up their eyes, they saw no man save Jesus only, and they came down from the mountain. Jesus charged them and said, Tell the vision to no man until the Son of Man be risen again from the dead. His disciples asked him, Why then say the scribes that Elias must first come? And Jesus said to them, Elijah, or Elias, Elijah, truly must first come and restore all things. Now he was talking about the future, our future. But the spirit of Elijah showed up in John the Baptist. See? But literally, Elijah must come to tribulation in the future and restore all things and prepare the way of the Lord. So, the Bible interprets itself. Verse 12, And I say unto you that Elijah is come already. And they knew it not. So, some think that uh, the rapture has already occurred, tribulation is over with, and we're in the millennium. Well, if we're in the millennium, the, the devil sure not bound. So you see, all this stuff's got to be thrown out of our minds. Elias has come already, and they knew him not, and they have done unto him whatsoever thou listed. Likewise shall also the Son of Man suffer of them. Then the disciples understood that he spake of John the Baptist. There you have it. The Bible interprets itself. But now... There's a twofold application there because Elijah must come in the future as one of the two witnesses and prophesy for three and a half years in Jerusalem. Now we go to 2 Kings chapter 2 and verse 11. Praise the Lord. Now everybody say Elijah. Okay, now most of you know this, but we'll go over it again quickly. And it came to pass as they, they still went on and talked that, behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire and parted them asunder. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. Yeah. Elijah ascended into heaven by a whirlwind, and he's still there today. Yeah. Elijah is still there in the flesh and blood and bone body. But he appeared on the Mount of Transfiguration in Matthew chapter 17. Did he not? So God's been taking care of Elijah all these years. And the reason that Elijah must come back in the future is because of Hebrews 9.27, which says it's appointed the man who wants to die, and after this the judgment. And so... Enoch and Elijah must both come back and die to fulfill the word. Now, how many understands that? Now, when we think about Elijah appearing on the Mount of Transfiguration and he had not experienced physical death, he represents the saints that shall not experience physical death at the rapture. 
Secondly, Moses was dead. Therefore, he represents all the sainted dead in Christ that will be resurrected. So we got both. He represented the Old Testament saints and the new that will not experience physical death. The whole deal is right there on the Mount of Transfiguration, if we can understand it. And I believe that we can tonight. Amen. The qualification to make the rapture, how many want to know? Well, we all know you've got to be born again. All right. And we teach that you need to be in the will of God. All right. Being born again, being in the will of God, remaining in the will of God. But there, is, there was a qualification for Enoch. Now, Enoch was the other person that went to heaven without experiencing physical death. He was over 300 years old as a sinner, and then something happened to him, and he was converted. And he lived, uh, excuse me, he, he lived uh, maybe as, well, let's go back there, uh, Genesis 5.24. The Lord's correcting me here, so we'll just go back and do it the hard way. Let's start in verse 23. And all the days of Enoch were 365 years. So if I remember right, he lived uh, 65 years without God and then 300 years with God. I'll go back and research that, but that's, that's pretty accurate, I think. So the point is, verse 21 says, Enoch walked with God. And he was not, for God took him. Amen. So to me, the qualification to make the rapture is to, to know God and walk with God. Amen. We have that explained to us because Enoch walked with God. He pleased God and God took him. Amen. We want to make the rapture. We need to walk with God. Amen. Praise the Lord. So God knew these saints from the very beginning. He saw them and he knew them. Before they were even born, he knew what they would do, what they would accomplish, and he knew all things. Then we go to Revelation chapter 4 and verse 9. Hallelujah. All right. Can we accept the fact that God knows all things? Amen. Amen. When those beasts give glory and honor and thanks to him that sat upon the throne who lives forever and ever, the four and twenty elders fall down upon, uh, before him and sat, that sat upon the throne and worship him that lives forever and ever. And cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things. For thy pleasure they are and were created. Now that's a future event. Amen. We find this scene occurring after the rapture in, verse, in the first few verses of this chapter. So it is definitely after the rapture. And what we teach, because these elders, whoever they might be, it's not so important as who they represent. They represent the church of of the Lord Jesus. They represent all the Old Testament saints and the church. Those that died in the faith and those that were raptured without experiencing physical death, that's who they represent because they have a crown. You know, there's a soul winner's crown. Amen. There's a pastor's crown, so forth and so on. And we're all going to get a crown, all right? Some of you, the Lord's going to crown the other way, all right? But, but anyway, we're going to have a crown, but we're not worthy to wear it. And so we're going to give honor to him that sits upon the throne, take the crown off, 
and honor God that way. So God knows the future of these people in heaven, and he sees all. He knows who's going to be there before they're there. Amen. Can we accept the fact that we're already seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus tonight? Can we accept that? God knows, God knows who's going to be there. If our name's in the book, it's God's will for us to be there. By the grace of God, we're going to make it. Praise God. So we might as well act like sons of God, right? Might as well, because God says we are. Then we look at Revelation chapter 7 and verse 14. We have another account. And I said to him, Sir, thou knowest. And he said to me, These are they which came out of great tribulation. Now this is not the church, but it's another group of saved individuals, born again. These came out of great tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. The point is, God sees them. He knows who's going to be there. If we want to get real specific, God says he's going to number 12,000 Jews from each tribe of Israel and Judah. 12,000 from each tribe. 144,000. God already knows who they're going to be. Can't be broken. And he knows without violating people's will. Amen. You know God knows everything there is to know except what he chooses not to know. We can definitely tell us tonight that God knows these people. God sees them in heaven. Therefore, they are predetermined to make it. Praise God. Then we go back to Revelation 22 and verse 14. The Bible says, Blessed are they that do his commandments. Now, that's not necessarily the Ten Commandments, even though they are applicable, but it's simply, we simply obey our boss. Amen. Amen. We do what he tells us to do without question. Now, we need to try the spirits and, and, and contemplate, but it's not optional. When he gives a command, he doesn't change it. Even when God calls a person, he never changes that. You know that? For the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. We can use it for that. So if God, if God calls you to be a Christian, he doesn't change his mind. If God has called you into a specific ministry, he didn't make a mistake, he never changes his mind. She just might as well say, okay, Lord. Amen. And just let him lead you into whatever he wants you to do on this earth. So blessed are they that do his commandments. They may have right to the tree of life. This is not only talking about natural people in the future after the millennium, but it's talking about probably everyone. I think I might eat that one time. What do you think? I like fruit, don't you? Sure. And they may enter into the gates to the city. And then verse 17 says, And the Spirit and the bride says, Come. So let him that hears say, Come, and, and let him that is a thirst come, and whosoever will. Let him take the water of life freely. Amen. So the call is still the same. Whosoever will may take the water of life freely. And if you do and continue in the will of God, you will enter in through the gates into that city. Praise God. 
The Bible tells us about streets of gold, gates of pearl. But one time, the Holy Spirit seemed to impress to me, and I don't know if I can prove this, but I don't know if it can be disproved, so we'll just say it as a hypothesis, that we know that there's 12 foundations in the New Jerusalem, uh, different colored stones and everything. Uh, God's an artist. I mean, can you imagine transparent gold mansions? Um, the sun, which is, the sun's insignificant, but the, the glory that comes from the Son of God uh, shines through those buildings and everything. And, but the Lord seemed to impress to me that the, the gravel, there's gravel in the New Jerusalem, and not like we think about it, because there's no, there's no dust, there's no germs, there's no algae, there's no anything like that whatsoever. It's all absolutely 100% pure. But the gravel is diamonds, rubies, and emeralds along the side of the streets. And, uh, you know, the half has never yet been told, eye has not seen nor ear heard, but God has revealed these things to us by His Spirit. So every now and then we get a little glimpse of where we're going. Folks, it's going to be worth it. Turn somebody say, it's going to be worth it all. It will be worth it. Amen. But we've got to get ready. You know, if we're in the book of life and if we're sons of God and if we're redeemed above, you know, circumstances and things, then we might as well practice acting like we're in heaven because that's where we're going. How would we act when we got to heaven? Yes, thank you, Lord, we're here. You know, like one joke, I might as well tell it. Might as well. This guy went to heaven. Angel was taking him down the street to glory there and the glory, glory street and come to this little room and opened up the door. And the Pentecostals were in there. The Pentecostals were just praising God and dancing and running. He says, that's the Pentecostals. Go down to the next room, open up that door. They're in there. Yes, amen. Praise the Lord. Angel said, that's the Baptist. Go down to the next room, open it up, and they're just in there real quiet. Angel goes, Shh, that's the Church of Christ. I think they're the only ones here. <laughs> I think it's funny. The truth is there won't be any of that, but it's funny. I think it's funny. But you know, when we get to heaven, it's going to be praise. All the time. I've heard the angels singing the praise. One time I heard it I recorded. And the thing about the angels... Whenever they're singing praise, they don't breathe. It just keeps coming out. They don't inhale. It's just beyond our comprehension. Or is it? Folks, this is where we're going. We're going to a place that's out of this world. We might as well get practiced up. So how many can praise God and not take a breath? Not yet. When we get glorified, we'll be able to. There won't be any rocks crying out in our place. Amen. And I dare say, we'll out-praise the angels. Because they can't know what salvation is. We are the only ones that can know and comprehend the depth of eternal life. Thank God this is one factor that the Father has promised to give us. So God sees everything and everyone. He told us, just like Joshua 
don't be afraid, be very courageous. We're well able to go in and take the country. You know what? This work right here, by the grace of God, will finish the mission. I am dealing right now with a, a trip to Zambia in June. And I've been talking to Fred Siami. And you know, how can I comprehend what they say? Well, you need to come here, you know, and uh, uh, after about an hour of talking with him, I finally narrowed it down to the day and everything, and, and uh, four days of teaching pastors, all right. Then after that, now listen to this. After that, we're going to go and minister to seven churches, Zion Word churches. That ought to make you shout Seven Zion Word churches. So I ask, how far is that? How much traveling in the car that you wrecked have I got to ride in? Oh, it's not far. It's only about two hours. I'm thinking, oh, we're going to visit seven churches in one day, huh? Is that right? Well, you know, you get there, then you got to have church. Then you got to have preaching. Then we got to eat. Then there's 30, 40 minutes to say goodbye as we go to the next church. There's no way we're going to do that in the Copper Belt, seven different locations, and who knows where they are in one day. But I know generally about what's going to be required, and right now I'm trying to get out of it. And I'll give you 5,000 reasons why. Maybe more than that. But I know this much. This church right here, when it comes to souls and doing something for God, you can cough up some money when you want to. And so can we. Don't need pizza all the time. So I'm just sharing something now. I, I told Treby, I said, well, because Fred wanted $1,000 to... For travel and lodging and food for the pastors and this and that. You know how they are. And I'm thinking, no. And I told Treby, I'm going to believe God for 500 to take care of all this. The pastors there will have to raise the rest of the money. Everybody said it takes money. But we're talking about souls. Hundreds they influence. And you have it laid to your account. Can I have an Amen. You, don't think you're not doing nothing for God. You have it laid to your account also. So I told Trebi, I said, there's two things I'm not going to do. I'm not going to fly into Nandola, Zambia, and travel 10 hours in a car that might get wrecked to the village. I'm not going. They can get another chief. I'm serious. I said, I'm not going. I didn't tell Fred that, but I told my wife. I told my wife two things. I'm not going to the village, and I'm not going to cough up a thousand bucks, five hundred all I'm going to believe God for. So today, I get a message from Fred. <laughs> be careful. How you laughing, Billy? He said, Well, we had a meeting, and we have decided 
that you don't have to go to the village this year. Next trip you can go. Now they're planning two trips. Monty, it's your fault. Now, one trip at a time, sweet Jesus. So that was a confirmation, right? Fred knew nothing about that. And then he said, and we can do it with 500. I'm going, oh. <laughs> and I said this afternoon to the Lord, I said, could I have one more confirmation, please? <laughs> Just one more. That's all I'm asking. And I'll give you 5,000 reasons. Everybody say, God can do it. I had a knock on the door a couple years ago on this guy. I hadn't seen him. He used to come to church here years ago. I haven't seen him in a long time. He said, I got something for you. I said, what is it? He says, well, we're catching up on tithe paying, and we're going to give you half and give another church half. And I said, okay. He said, we're getting ready for the rapture. That's what he said. We're catching up on tithe paying. I said, all right. The treatment knew exactly how much money I needed. And it was $3,000. I looked down at the check. Guess what? $3,000. Bye-bye. <laughs> the time before that, we go down to her brother's house and play a game of cards. I know we're sinning. Pray for us. <laughs> I don't mind playing as long as we win. All right. But... He said, and, and I told her alone how much money it's going to take for the tickets and everything to go over there. We're a missionary church, everybody. Come on. This, this is part of the vision. It isn't my vision. It's God's vision. But he provides for the vision. Miracle. I don't know how. I, don't, I quit worrying about it. I hope. And we're getting ready to leave and Sherman, he's been here before, and he says, oh, we got something for you. I said, really? He said, yeah, the Lord told us to, to, to give this to you. And it was the exact amount to the penny that I told her that I needed. And then they started crying. <laughs> What are, you, what are you crying for when you're sowing to the kingdom of God? You should be rejoicing because you're going to get a hundredfold. That's a promise of God. Oh, I feel an offering coming on about now. <laughs> no, not really. Huh? God will tell people. And so this has happened to me time and time again. Then the, another time... Uh, Dorothy Booth, bless her little pea picking heart. And I'm trying to get out of going. And she, she tells Monty and Joanne, she says, Well, Lord's told us to give you enough money to buy you plane tickets. Isn't that what she said? Something like that. And guess what? I told her how much it was. I think it was 5000 or I don't remember what it was. She wrote out the check. And I cried some more. <laughs> and I'm thinking, God, how am I going to get back over there? It's a 16-hour flight. 
Then it's another three, four hours at the Lusaka and have to deal with that. And then all the way up to Nandola and get up there and no sleep and wrong climate. And Fred said, I said, Fred, I don't want to go over there when it's hot. It's got to be cool because Whitey can't take the heat. I told him. Oh, it's not going to be hot this time. Uh, when Monty and I went last time, 40 degrees, 50 at night. I'm sitting there. Fred said, <laughs> you know, it's just, just freezing, you know. And, and supposed to go back to the exact same spot again. I'm just letting you all know. I'm just getting off, letting you all know. And so the last scripture tonight is Isaiah 6, 8. And I know many here, well, a few, you've proved to God that you'll go when he says go. Haven't you? Seth, Monty, and Billy, haven't you? But there's more. (laughs) Yes, there's more. Hallelujah. I've tried to get out of this thing 12 times. (laughs) Once to Haiti. Not Haiti, it's Haiti. Once. I thought I was going to kick the bucket down there. We burned the gut back by the grace of God. You all prayed me out of it. And so that's the way I know I'm supposed to go. I try to get out of it. If I can get out of it, I will. Believe me. Believe me, like Trump says. Believe me. How's he do that? Believe me. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Believe me. But if I can't get out of it, then I can't get out of it. The question is, who's going to win me? Now I've got to believe God for double. Everybody say double. See, Haskell's got it made. He don't have to do this. Now I've got to believe God for double. Well, let me ask you what a soul's worth. When I'm long gone, those churches are going to continue on. And we're going to reap the benefits of blessings. I'm talking eternal rewards here. And these people are hand-picked. Same way in Kenya. And and they're struggling in Kenya big time. And there's only so much we can do. This is what God told me to do. Because we would go to, to Zambia and Kenya and people get saved and there's no church. Now, they'd ask, where do I go to church? I need a pastor. And I didn't know. So we had to begin to establish churches and pastors with proper doctrine, at least in the basics. You hear me? And then when people get saved, oh, this is where you go. When I was in Livingston a few years back, this person gets saved. I, believe, I think you was with me, Monty, and, and Billy also, but... They come and they say, we're here visiting. And I said, Cosmos is going to be your pastor now. And they're still there today. Because you see, at least the basics is known. And these people need a church. 
And I realize they're not going to make it without the church. They're not going to make it without an under-shepherd. And the devil knows that too. That's the reason he fights so much over this. But now we have legal church in Zambia with, I don't know, how, how many churches do we have, Stace? Take a guess. 40? How many pastors? 200? But then we've got more coming in Tanzania. I've got to go and establish a church, ordain some, some pastors, and they're starting a Zion Word church in Tanzania. Can I have an amen? amen? But I have much responsibility, and therefore, so do you. <laughs> we're in this thing together. Yes, preacher, we're glad you're going in June to get rid of you for two or three weeks. Yes, we're glad. Well, we'll see. I'll try to get out of it. I heard a voice of the Lord saying, Who shall go? Who shall I send? Who will go for us? Then said I, Here I am. Send me. Read the rest of it. Not one convert. Isaiah said, How long, O Lord? But God said, go. Enjoy today's message by Dr. R.L. Davis. For more information regarding our ministry and mission, please visit us online at zwmi.com. Once again, that's zwmi.com. Or visit us on Facebook at Zion Word Ministries International.